JLB Mornings. The podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Jeff, Laura, no backstage, Ben. Just some holiday time, that's all. Uh, nothing nefarious. He just had some days to kind of chew up and wanted to do it when the weather was nice. Yeah. He's full dad mode. He's full backstage, Ben. Guitar on the porch. He's traveling. He's doing roadside zoos that are still questionable, but he is having that time of his life. <laughs> He is. That's what vacation's all about, isn't it? And I know he's creeping the, the pictures from his sister going to see Harry Styles last night, too. Yeah. Don't forget that. So he, so we know he did not get tickets, right? I, If he would have got tickets and he did not tell us and or post some POVs, mm. I would be so mad. I, I don't think he did go. Uh, you're right. For the volumes, he's a very selective social media poster. Benny will yeah. always promote or, or highlight. So let me say highlight. Some some fun and great moments, more so for the memories versus that the humble brag. And he was dark. It was there's nothing across his socials. We're actually just having mm-hmm. a group snap Snapchat and what yeah, arguably could be one of the funniest commercials I've ever read. But it wasn't even a commercial. It was what's called a tag, which is like sale this weekend. Blah blah blah. Like it's it's like a sentence or two. It had to be the most interesting one I've ever read. Uh, yeah, it was something else. I think for respect to the client, we mm-hmm. will not mention it here because yep. I, we you know we love every dollar that you give this business. It helps us stay on the air and more sure importantly, does. it pays my bills. Yeah. So <laughs> there's that. I, I wanted to share my, I just updated my Bitmoji. I forgot that I finally, <laughs> in the fall, I remember I was feeling super fat and sassy. So I changed my Bitmoji to match my actual weight and I just put my... <laughs> I just put my Bitmoji in its summer outfit because I still had like a jacket and jeans on. Right. I put my Bitmoji into its crop top and it's so funny because it does genuinely resemble how I look in a crop top right now. But I was like, oh, damn, girl, we need to we need to get a little healthier. (laughs) (laughs) I have come to the conclusion that summer and it's tough because we've only had one pandemic to deal with. The, the two summers that we dealt kind of with the pandemic and then we were sort of over uh, open, partially open. I feel I was pretty well contained, and I say this in contained in fun I was having with my diet. But for whatever the reason, this summer, it has been bad. I put in about eight to 10 weeks of just essentially anything I wanted. Now, I don't eat in great volume. Like if I want ice cream, I don't need an extra large anything. Like I'll do a snack size of something. Good for you. But man, did it catch me. It it caught me good. It just, the feeling... The, like the visual aesthetic, I would suggest to, to most people it's neutral if they don't know anything at all. I, you know yourself when you look in the mirror if things are different. I feel like garbage because of how my level of eating has been. Now, the last week and a bit, it's been much improved, a full 180. But well, it was delicious. Man, oh man, did I feel just, I felt so sluggish. Yeah. And I mean, but I also think that there's nothing wrong with saying I want to lose weight to look better. If for you that looks better, that's not, you know, you're not commenting on someone else's weight as long as you're leaving that topic about your own body. Like I want to lose weight to look better. I've got clothes I want to fit in. And for me, I prefer to look a little more muscly. That's the look that I like for myself. However, I have friends of all shapes and sizes and they look incredible they pull off stuff that i would never be able to pull off no matter what my size so i i think it's okay to say that too it's okay to to want to be healthier and look like the best version of you whatever that is and some people look better when they're they're they've got a fuller figure too it can go either way that's just it because it because someone wants to be in shape and fit doesn't mean that by default you're fat shaming someone who's not yeah. And I mean, so you were talking about your eating, though. I was thinking about this because I have way too much time to think mm-hmm. on the drive 
obviously. <laughs> too much time. And then I also think way too much at night. So I was thinking about the term binge eating. And we need to find a way to normalize that while also like I have binge eating disorder. My therapist has said, you've got it, girl. You got to figure out a way around it. And since I've been off of the back issues because yeah. I, I've noticed it's been a direct correlation with work stress and sleep. Yeah is normally what really, really spikes it into overdrive and in combination with the sadsies. But you know what I find is interesting? It is so hard to talk to your friends or family about having a binge eating disorder because you sound like, to me, I feel like people give me that look like I'm just trying to get attention. They're like, oh, I overeat too. And it's like, you do not understand the difference between binge eating and overeating. Binge eating is when you are eating to the point where you are physically ill. Like for me, it'll go in cycles of eating so much that my stomach hurts I will go back to bed and I will wake up and I will continue to eat for the rest of the day like wildly unhealthy not good for yourself yeah. at all and I I was thinking about this on the drive because it's so hard there's a really popular makeup influencer her name is Michaela I can't pronounce her last name right so I'm not going to but if you if you follow her on TikTok you'll know her because she's got the Boston accent it's all right. she fell she people fell in love with her because she would do reviews, but then she'd be like, this is fucking incredible. Like <laughs> she would just in her accent. She's so likable, but she opened up about her binge eating disorder. And I'm so happy somebody like her did and did it in a way that people are finally starting to listen to people with binge eating disorders. Because for me, I remember I was talking to a co-host and I was saying, uh, I forget how we got on the topic of it, but we were talking about food and I was like, yeah, you know, like I'm really struggling. Like I, my binge eating disorder is back in full swing. And the, the response was, oh, you're fine. And I, I'm like, you can't say that to people when they're trying to talk about their disorders because it's, it just completely minimizes it. And I think it was along the line of, I need to lose a little bit of weight. I, and you know, it's the same thing. People, it, you know how people say, oh, you've lost weight. You're looking really good. And it's like, you don't know if that's because somebody was really sick or whatever. Right, right. It's, the, it can be the same thing when somebody says, oh, I need to lose weight. And then so you get brushed off as, oh, well, you look great. Look better than me. Blah, blah, blah. That's not what I asked. And I didn't ask for your opinion. I was just trying to vent to you or say whatever. But when people say that, it's like, no, it's because I have an eating disorder. Me and my therapist and my doctor have all agreed. It's you got to tone it down. And I've actually been way better lately. But it just I was thinking about that lately. People don't talk about that enough. And I think the reason why and I think a lot more people struggle with binge eating disorder mm -hmm. than what is known. And I also think we kind of normalize it by making all the memes of, of like, oh, like, had, woke up and accidentally fell into like three boxes of chocolate and it's like that's okay for somebody who overeats but but I think it diminishes it when somebody's trying to actually open up about their own binge eating yeah. problems and kind of an extension to that and I'm hoping the dots connect but it's it's so hard for that to cut through to make it that people understand like it's a real thing it's a challenge it's hard it's a disorder it's something you think of or deal with on the daily but we are then you have to contrast it. We're with it. We're in a society that like wine Wednesdays, it's played off as cool. It's like you're drinking on a random Wednesday. Like the line of alcoholism yeah. is so finite between like the promotion of social drinking. Always, oh, you just have some drinks with your friends. Okay, but you're doing it five to seven days a week. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what's really funny is like it's so the equivalent of that for binge eater buffets. I went to a buffet on Sunday, and we actually had the conversation at the table. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna, eat, I'm not yeah, gonna eat anymore. Yeah. 
I'm full right now. I'm actually listening to that because if I eat to the point where you start to hurt, then I will unlock the binge eating. I will be constantly eating for the rest of the day because the second you start to, for me, the second you start to feel that like pain in your stomach from being full, I cannot stop. It will be, it will take it normally at least a week for me yeah. to stop. And then, you know, then you get the guilt, then you get the eating because of the guilt, but then you eat because you're guilty. You're guilty because you eat. It's like, it's just this big circle. I'm a, I'm an, I, I, I don't think I'd qualify under those terms, but I'm very easily an emotional eater. And yeah. I did, and I didn't think I was. I think everyone is an emotional eater. But it, I think the challenge too is that because we've made it so convenient to get food and get unhealthy, delicious food, that's part of the problem. Like you've talked about it. You, you, your partner is Brazilian. They don't have drive throughs like we have to the volume we have. They don't have the, like people normally when you consume food, if you were to average out planet Earth, people prepare and they cook and they eat and they relax. We rush, rush, rush. Got to eat at my lap while I'm driving. Yeah. Ketchup packets everywhere. Like that. That's the it's world so cool we're into. To be busy man, and just that's booked. just it. My schedule so booked. I'm so busy. Can't make food. Blah, that blah, blah. is a big thing. Yeah. We. I have one friend. It's almost her identity. Almost. Being busy. Hey, how are things? Well. So busy. And then you know you're into it, and it's no slight. Like good on you to be able to juggle all of those balls, so to speak, and keep that schedule optimized to to your joy and your happiness, you're centered with being busy at work and socially, but man, that's not healthy either. No, it's not. So I'm actually, I'm in like a back to my audiobook since I've been driving to London again, you know, I've got three hours on the days that I commute. So a lot of time to read stuff slash listen to it, whatever. I'm reading it with my ears. So I'm right now listening to Atomic Habits and it talks about how it's a really interesting book. You know, I'm, I'm flipping through so many at this point. I'll be real with you. Most of them are like self-help and I don't know why I gravitate towards that. I just do. But this book, the author is saying how be- humans are designed to go for whatever is easiest for them. So any sure. habit you want to change, you need to start making it the easiest way possible. Like when it's, t- when it's time to start dieting and going back to the gym, people want to go, oh, I'm going to work out for like an hour every single day. And it's like, no, you need to start making it easier for yourself. Just say, how about every time I go into the living room, I'm going to do 10 push-ups mm-hmm. and just start it that way. And then you'll eventually be able to work your way up into it. But he said in the in the other side of things, you need to start making the bad habits way harder to do. So, you know, maybe I don't even know how you avoid drive throughs That's the thing. They're but, so easy to go through. So right to that, just one point about the bad habits. Mike, like I said last time to my wife, I'm like, well, the whole house is on its period. Now, so am I. I was like, I need something <laughs> with sugar in it. I need it bad. And she's like, well, like, have a look. She's like, I... I think you used the last of the chocolate chippets. I made some banana bread on the weekend for the kids. And I'm like, oh, there's nothing here. Yeah. She's like, well, do you want it that bad? Because that would involve getting in the car, putting back adult clothes, going to get a bag of nibs or some Swedish berries, whatever I wanted to get into. So I have made that habit hard because there was for a while, um, there was always something in the house. There was always something. So oh, right yeah. now the, quote, bad would be popcorn or um, plain tortilla chips. If that's you want salsa. bad. Exactly. That's bad. And if you label things bad too, that's like a whole other, that, go, that goes back into the binge eating. Right, thing. right, can, right. But, but um, one thing that can help if you have to keep that stuff is like you got to start putting it in the very back of your shelf. Top shelf, very back of the shelf. I know you have like a little walk-in pantry. Mm-hmm. Like chuck it in the bottom <laughs> or the top of that. Seriously, you have to make it because the easier those things are to access, the more easy, like people with those open-faced shelves, yeah. 
I, I, I know they're normally used for dishes, but if you happen to have your food up there, if you have, if you're like Khloe Kardashian and you have the giant jar of Oreo cookies, those are gone. Those are going. So we had, you've been you in had my kitchen. That. I had that. And the same thing, we were doing two or three packs of Oreos a week. <gasps> There's four oh, yeah. of us. Yeah. And then anytime friends were, they yoink, they do a flyby. I, I would do that too. Oh my, I've had your jar of Oreo cookies. So I, there were two options. I said to my wife, we are going to do an epoxy resin pour. We'll stack it and then pour it, but it'll be probably 40 pounds. And I'm like, uh, if that falls off also, the counter. yeah, why would you want, I would be so mad. I would be so pissed off at so you. So it, tre- it says treats on it. You know what we put in there? What? Dog treats. Oh. So the boys, when they come back in, because Duncan, That's cute. Our, okay. our good dog that does bad things, you have to say, do you want to go pee? You'll get a treat. So as soon as he hears the clank of the lid, he he goes, he doesn't even yeah. think of running because why would I run away from food? So it's like Pavlov's dog. It is great training for him. And and it worked. And it's they're the those like um, freeze-dried liver treats. They're three to four so calories good. Benny each. bullies? Yeah. 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 So they're good. great. And we just buy the massive bag. It fills it up. It, they're good for about a month in there. So- Smart. I was, I was, that was the only workaround because otherwise I said to Sarah, that thing's got to go because we are just inviting treats in. So once I filled it with Twizzlers. Do you know how many packs of Twizzlers it took to I fill that up? so quick. I oh love Twizzlers. God. Twizzlers and Oreos, by the way, in the same bite, very good combo. But what I was going to say was oh, yeah. I would be so mad at you. If I come to your house, it doesn't matter who's listening right now. If I come to your house and you have a jar of what looks like delicious snacks and mm-hmm. I find out that they're epoxied and stuck in there for the rest <laughs> of my life, I am smashing that jar and I will eat them. That is cruel. Don't have it out if you're not going to offer it up to people or just fill it with dog treats because that's a good alternative. Nobody, as far as I know, is hey, going to eat those. I've had one or two friends, uh, maybe a little uh, behind themselves with a few too many cocktails, try one. They're like, eh, just tastes like dry, freeze-dried liver. I've tried that's the it. dog yogurt treats that they have, um, like Ren's Pets in Ontario. I used to go there for work um, a few times, and I've tried their... They're yogurt treats, and it honestly just tastes like oh, kind of like a plain icing cookie. It's not yeah. bad. And well, because that remember, I'd dog have food? it with coffee. <laughs> dog food a couple of years ago, they were on the whole like, if you wouldn't put it at the table, do you really want to feed your dog? Yeah. Like, it was like that. I think it was like Blue Angel or something was the brand, and it was like the first ingredient in our products, chicken. Everybody's pretty much gone that route now, realizing it's not crazy expensive to feed dogs good food. I know, I know, it still comes in brown bits. Yeah, but unless you're raw. Um, I, about the brow, I listen. I would do it if the cost wasn't crazy. Like when with with the food cost for people being through the roof. I'm sorry, doggos. Like the boys, they got there was an extra chicken breast, so I cut that up last night. Hey, enjoy. There's your special treat. But I'm going with the, the brown dog bits for eighty bucks a bag. I barely have time to feed myself. <laughs> Limbo gets Costco dog food. She has her whole life. And guess what? The Kirkland brand is great. We were talking to our friends over at the canine unit of the London police and they're yeah. like, Yeah, the Kirkland brand's actually really good. Well it is. It's just a house brand, so they pay someone else or they negotiate a deal of we'll sell your big brand in here, but you gotta also sell our stuff. Same product with they do that on everything, and diapers and wipes. We same thing. We've gone off brand with with, and they've been so good. And we switched Limbo to the Costco Kirkland Old Lady Food in the winter of 2020. Right. And remember, she took a branch that she found off the ground. Ground. I'm not talking about like a stick. It is a full length. It was probably like six feet long, and she carried it for like a kilometer when we were walking. Right after switching to that food, it was the best option. I love that. That's the thing. Sometimes people get too. I've seen a, a few posts with the hot weather. It's like, what? Well, don't you dare on like some dog groups that I'm in. It's like, don't you dare take your dog out 
at all today. It's too hot. It's like, well, no, your dog should still get exercise, likely. I mean, unless it's super old and really no. can't regulate itself, whatever. But that's the thing. It's like every doggo is, oh, yo, I just used the term doggo. Well, you know, like you can no, say doggo. No, it's canceled. It's cringy. Oh, you know what? That cringy. I'm tired of, too. I, it's like, I still say dude every once in a while. But dude is okay, though. Dude hasn't gone out of style, just as long as you're calling dudes dudes. Right, right. But doggo is... Is, is that Chugi? <laughs> See? So Chugi's done, too. Yeah. So is, um, you know, doggo is in the same thing as we did a thing. Or posting something and saying this. Those are very... They're done. You're done. Don't want to say this. I almost anymore. can't keep up. And with this job, it is... It is you kind should of a keep up. That's literally your job. It yeah. is literally the job, but it's like ever changing. And we're talking weeks. There have been we- works, words that have shown up for a week. It's nice by having the different ages between my kids because I'm getting slices of what a what a what a soon to be 16 year old is saying yeah. and 11 year old. What she's saying lots. Well, of. so my youngest will throw. She if I say a word that she doesn't like, she say, "Dad, that's cringe." I mm-hmm. thought cringe. I was like, "What?" Well, I thought cringe was canceled. No, no cringe isn't canceled. It's still good. Okay. Okay, they're my so barometer, good. they're my thesaurus or dictionary when it comes to to words that, that, that are there and, and to keep myself relatable. I think it's important to actually, regardless of your job, I do think it's important to know what people are using because you don't want to be, listen, let's say you right now in your job, if you're not using the latest and greatest slang, probably not going to end you. But let's say 30 years down the line, you've just completely stopped using the latest and greatest slang, you stopped keeping up with it. The words that you probably regularly use are probably going to be canceled in some way, shape, or form. That's what language does. It just evolves. It's a goopity gloop glop that slips from cup to cup over time. I just think it's important to stay up on, regardless of whether you work at a, you know a top forty radio station or not. What um, is there a go-to word that you know maybe isn't still relevant? You're like, oh, I like using it. It just works for me. Mm, so truthfully. I don't know if using the word lame is appropriate anymore, but that's still, it's habitual for me because I said it so much growing up that I'm really trying not to use it because, you know, there are some people from the disabled community who say that's not an okay word to use. Um, But I haven't seen it get a bunch of uproar, kind of like the word spaz has online, just to use that word for context now. Um, that's the one that really though, I, I, I said so much as a kid, it definitely sneaks out for me and I don't mean to, I don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, upset anybody. Cause again, I don't, I'm not another person that's going to be like, Oh, I can't believe I can't use that word anymore. I'm like, it's my mouth. It's really easy for me to speak. Yeah. I'll just say what something else. Can you verify is ridiculous done? Because my young, I said something and I was like, this is ridiculous. Dad canceled. I'm like, what's canceled? The word ridiculous. I'm like, how is that? Uh, that, I, that to me feels like that, that just belongs in language, not even the English language, almost every other language on planet Earth almost I has ridiculous. I don't think ridiculous is canceled at all. It's is kind she, of an OG word. Is she thinking of the R word? The, no, that, that's that been done in my house forever. Yeah, that's what I mean. That word has been done for a long time, except for when Brad Pitt uses it in GQ. Then he can apparently use it. But otherwise, I'm, no, I don't think ridiculous is canceled. Um, I haven't heard anything about it anyway. So you had Lizzo that had to go back and Beyonce too with tweaking and altering songs. Do you think it's going to be um, on demand slash on request or are artists now going to be hypersensitive to what they include in their songs? Like, I Is this going to turn? Is this another angle or another place that, that the word police are headed? No, I think it's just a matter of people learning. And, you know, obviously now that there's been two very high profile uses of that word, 
and very high profile requests of taking it down. Mm-hmm. Now, most people in the, in, in the industry should know better. But the thing with any new terminology, any new anything, I don't like the assumption that everybody just automatically knows what is right and what is wrong. It takes a learning path. And when people start to like instantly shame somebody for using the wrong word, you know, and I'm talking about the new ones because they're yeah. ones that are obviously it's like that is not OK. But if you instantly start yelling at somebody and shaming them instead of educating them, it just seems like you're you're just trying to go on a bit of a power trip yourself. Like give people some grace period. It takes time. It's the same kind of thing with, you know, I would never I've had a friend who changed their name before and I had referenced them by their old name a few times and every now and then I still do and it's not because I'm trying to disrespect their new name it's just because I'm so used to calling them by the old name your brain's going to have that muscle muscle memory and yeah. and it's going to take a little bit you did so did you get in a little trouble for dead naming no it wasn't a dead name it was just like an actual name change really yes oh. yeah it wasn't a transitional name change it was yeah. just a name change i i'm on the same page as you in regards to like give people some time because it's not always done out of ignorance yeah, that's what I mean. Like it just it takes time to learn a new anything. No matter what you're doing in life, you yeah. have to give it time to learn it. And and think of all think of how many times your mother has called you by your sibling's name growing up. And they've oh, known their whole lives that they should not be calling you by their sibling's name. It just it becomes a habit. Whoever is the shithead child of the moment, <laughs> their name's probably gonna get screamed out no matter who's causing the trouble. So I think it just yeah, just takes some time. Sorry, I'm, I have to make notes. With Benny not here, I've got to write down all I the know, swears. I know. It's so fun that I get to do the swearing and I don't have to do any of the editing. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Living it up. We should. We used to have, years ago, we had uh, we had like a, a swear jar in here, and it would it would offset our costs. We'd go for lunches and things like that. But, oh, what? But with us, man, like we could buy each other, each other a Costco membership with Did the Did a swear jar work for like when we're not recording the podcast yet? It was any time in the room. On or off. So in the four hours at that time, the show was only three and a half. Oh my gosh, I would be broke. I can't afford that. I'm the same, and I like, and this is my line. And with the kids, it's like I I can swear I pay taxes. My daughter, who had a job and then changed jobs, she had a month and a half in between, and she said, "So, Dad, can I swear?" And I went, "Got a paycheck? No." Get one you can swear again. So now at 16, she's able to fire back up. She still has like the swear light words, at least around her parents. Because I remember the first time I said the F word, that time stopped in my house. What what just happened? I was 17. I was allowed to swear as a kid because my mom swore so much when we were growing (laughs) up. No, and she still swears quite a lot. Like, I got all of my my language from my mama. Sign of intelligence. That has been proven. What? It's people who swear a lot. Oh, okay. See, that's sweet. I, I don't get the big deal over swearing. Again, it's just another use of a word. It's different when you're swearing about something or swearing at yeah. someone. Obviously, never want to be a meanie head. <laughs> it's... You can use a swear word to transition a sentence. It can be, it can accentuate a point. It can soften the blow on something. To me, a well-layered or feathered-in swear word is chef's kiss. Yeah. I mean, I just use swear words in casual terms all the time. It's just part of my lingo. I got to get it all out off air so I don't put it on the air, which I have once too. (laughs) And again, this isn't, uh, but... I've got some European blood. Uh, the Dutch, not known to swear very much. German, my my grandparents passed when I was quite young, so I didn't have that relatability. But I do have a couple of friends that are from the UK, right? So various spots oh, of the yeah. UK. 
they have a couple of words that grandparents use, the adults use, even the kids use. And I was like, and to them, it they're, they're, it's it's just kind of it's part of the culture in yep. a way. Brazil are is like were Brazilians are they very sweary people like with it when Hinato and and when you guys got together like did he was he ever like wow you swear a lot was there anything um, like that harder to tell because I don't know Portuguese right. like I, you know I I know very light Portuguese but I wouldn't be able to tell you if the if based on a you know I know my select Portuguese swear words but yeah. I wouldn't be able to tell you how often it's used in conversation and I would say for the most part. Most, I mean, if you're trying to learn a new language, you probably want to avoid because you don't know what the vibe yet is either. Right, so right. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know if it was the thing, eh? No, I can't. I can't make a fair judgment on that based on my language knowledge. But when coming to Canada, did Hanato go like, "Oh, well, you swear a lot. I guess I got to incorporate this." Um, no. <laughs> and he doesn't swear as much as I. I would say he is a casual swearer, and I'm a heavy flow. Swearer. What and what I love about you is like when the big boss is around, you, that's just you. You'll just drop it out. If you hired me, you hired me. <laughs> That's it. Take it or leave I it. I love that. If about you're gonna you. fire me, you're firing all of me, baby. That's just how it works. And listen, I, I, I'm 31 years old. I'm already at that point. I'm not changing now. I will try sometimes to remember not to swear around people's kids, but normally I'm at a point now where I'm just like, ah, f- sorry. That's well, it. it. We can't be naive enough. Like I have witnessed parents like rush to cover their kids' ears. I'm like. Dude, you ha- you've given them a tablet. If you don't think they haven't heard or seen <laughs> yeah. some of the craziest- they Googled everything. Shit. They haven't just oh. gone through Urban Dictionary for their afternoon reading project. Yeah. I, I think, and I think as time goes on now because of the internet and all of that stuff, I think swearing is going to be less- less of a big deal there's a, there's a bit of a stigma for some still attached to it now i will say though as somebody who swears a lot i do really like a well-spoken person like i i'm oh yeah. i just know it's not me i didn't grow up listen i grew up in ripley ontario i'm not a woman of a bunch of logic and there are people in ripley ontario who have very wonderful vocabularies and i know some people who sure. don't swear at sure. all however that's not me but some people who you know are just able to use language in such crafty ways yeah. i really respect that and people who can get their point across without dropping an f-bomb good for them like i appreciate that and i hope that still carries on too but that to me is like the cursive of the audio yeah, language it's, world. it's it's beautiful when someone is very eloquent and they can articulate without using anything that's like you're like yeah, that's a power move it that's is a move. massive power move but so for me when i started in radio we in school they hammered it into us now you could say it was maybe the prof or the few profs we had for various classes but so this is a bruce county thing again there is a regional dialect so ripley to Terra ontario slightly different but g's on the end of words were never a thing we knew they existed but often it felt like they were silence like it was never yeah i'm running into town which meant we were leaving Terra to go to owen sound it's i'm running into town i still i'm talk checking that. running thinking and then Barry Sarazen, R.I.P. He's Mr. Kelly. Yeah. Where's the G? It's there. Then pronounce it. I also had one where I would say, "Ah, oh, yeah, it's just." Uh, but I wouldn't say just. I'd be like, "Oh, it's just uh, 999. He goes, "Sorry, was there an I in there?" Yeah. I'm like, "What?" He goes, "It's just." I'm like, "Ah, oh, he's." And his thing was, if you're going to be a professional broadcaster, he goes, "I want you to learn it and then scale it back to talk like a normal person." He said because there'll be times and periods where you'll want to speak. Because you want to be heard and you want to be clear with the fewest amount of words possible. 
Yeah, but at the same time, I wonder if we're going to start to lose that because, you know, um, unfortunately for a lot of people, that's used to be really racist. You have a lot of people who, you know, it's called code switching from when people from the black community have to switch up how they talk to sound more white. And that's been a thing for a long time. And I think we're getting to the point now, too, with apps like TikTok and, and all that stuff where people are allowed to start sounding like themselves on the air. And I'm noticing that more on radio stations in the States. But I think that's kind of rolling over to Canada. And I only say that because I've been employed for so long. Like, I I talk the way I talk. I've never had a super polished sounding voice. I can if I'm reading a commercial or something. But in general, no, I, I still, I still, especially if I go back to Ripley for a couple weeks or something. Oh, baby. You pick it up again? Oh, of course. Of course. I love well, how that. would you not? I, I'm the type of person, if I'm traveling or something, I always end up picking up the accent a little bit. I'm just one of those people that I really reflect the environment around me. Like if, if I were to hang around a certain group of people for a couple of days, I'd start using their slang. I'm just that type of person. I really meld into, I don't know. I guess I have no backbone. I just meld into what everybody else does. No, you're pliable. And that's, Somebody and asked me to jump off there's a bridge, to be said. I would. Well, and at the root of it, because there was pushback, we were kind of the start of that. And it was like, well... Professor Sayers, and well, like with all due respect, radio at that time too was getting away from "Welcome to the show" to more of just people. Like, we're, what's the term? We're personalities. We're not announcers. Announcers read things to you, like "Welcome to the track." Tonight's races are brought to you by blah blah blah. Or yeah. if you're at a sporting event, then that's announcing. Being a person is is just this. You should have the ability to talk. I think podcasting has changed a lot of that, too. Huge change. Huge. You're Hey-o. absolutely right. Glad it, you're listening to this one. <laughs> Don't focused. forget to use our talkback feature. Yes. By the way. Me and Benny decided on the last podcast. Wait, you missed a podcast. Why did I? I was away. No, maybe we ago. decided when you were off I was at, sick. There was a Tuesday I was away. I think maybe we decided this on air because I feel like so we decided that we are now going to in our podcast just tell you right now you have to use the talk back button and tell us your thoughts. So now is that time. Yep. Hit the talk back button. Talk. Let us know what you think on everything we've just talked about or anything else. Okay. Now we can continue. For example, favorite swear word. What is it? Do you use it often? Like go there with it. Give it to us. Just talk back, baby. I, I would like to use it, but I don't have Benny's login. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it next it. week. It's no, listen, we're not going to record another podcast until next <laughs> week anyway. So I'm telling you, record the pod, just do your talk back. Okay. Now yes. we can, just there a quick is. one off. There we go. It's the brand new talk back iHeartRadio app. It's an exclusive there. So if you're streaming us through Spotify or, or Apple in that world going, where is it? It's not there. It's the iHeartRadio app. Shocker, they want to drive you back there, and we get it. But thank you a ton for listening. We always do appreciate it. Thanks for listening, whether it be this or the show. means the world to us. And uh, Benny returns to next week for episode 204. Be well, much love, and we'll chat soon. Bye-bye. JLB Mornings. Weekdays 6 till 10 on Virgin Radio. And on demand anytime on the iHeartRadio app. And for more on the show, visit virginradio.ca.